church. How are you today? Talk to me, the man. Long time I don't see. I hope you're having a good time. And I hope despite the challenges of the COVID virus, we'll keep ourselves well protected and continue to worship the Lord. Amen, church? If you are running a race to attain the kingdom of God, does it matter if you come first or last? I greet you this morning in the name of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. And today, the Lord has laid on my heart to preach to you from Matthew 20, Matthew 20, verses 1 to 16. And the subject that I want to preach to you today is entitled pre-entitlement. You must be saying, what is this, Pastor? But I will explain to you as I go further in this message. The main idea for this text this morning is God is suffering and he gives grace to who he wishes to give. And I want to say to you as we look at pre-entitlement and we must remove it from our minds today is that pre-entitlement pre is demanding things before you get it. So today, as I look at this text, Matthew 20, verses 1 to 16, my friends, I want to do a historical context or background of this text. And when you look at the, the text before, or the chapter before, Matthew 19, Jesus was in a discourse teaching the people. When Peter asked the question, and Jesus answered the question. Peter said, we have left everything to follow you. What then will there be for us? And Jesus respond in that text to them, everyone who follows the Son of Man shall be given a great reward and will inherit eternal life. My friends, Christ was sent to this world to preach and teach the kingdom of God. That man 
can receive it and then come to God through repentance and indeed returning back to God. That was his whole mission and to bring salvation unto man. The religious are the early, let me say the word, the early religious establishment were considered to be God-chosen people. And they are in the text that I'm going to be preaching from this morning. They thought that they were a privileged set of people. And they believed that they have all right to claim anything of God, despite the situation. So that is the context, that is the setting for this morning, my friends. So let us look at the text in detail right now as I preach today. One, the writer Matthew used terms like landlord here. And landlord in this text represents Christ is the owner of the vineyard. He owns the land. Matthew theology is that Jesus is king and land owner. But although he was land owner and king, the Messiah, there was always disrespect coming from his people. Amen, church? Matthew used terms like denarius or, let me use, penny in this text that the workers were paid with. And all it was a average day's pay. And Matthew used the term vineyard which means the kingdom of God. So we'll be looking at these terms in this text as I preach. But first, let me look as I preach today at the distinction of the characters in this text. The landowner, which is Christ Jesus. And there's also the peasant workers, or the workers that has been called to work in the vineyard. Christ Jesus, the landowner, was the sovereign owner of this vineyard. And he decided that this vineyard needed to be cleared, that it needed to be cleaned up. So he decided to go get help. Workers to work in this vineyard to clean up this vineyard and then give them a reward. He chose who he wanted to work for him. In this text. But there were two sets of workers. And these two sets of workers, one is the first and last set of workers. So there was the first set of men hired in verse 2. They agreed to be paid a penny for the day. And the last set of men hired in verse 3 to 7. The landowner Christ Jesus decided to pay them to a penny. 
The landowner decided to hire them because the vineyard, the kingdom of God, needed to work. And I'm saying to you today, my friends, the vineyard is overripe. Look at what is happening in this world, my friends. It is very, very important to go and seek help to work in the vineyard of God, to evangelize the people, to spread the good news of the gospel, because the time is coming for Christ Jesus to return. Amen, church? The men were hired at various hours, and I want you to bear with me this morning, so I bring out this point to you, my friends, about praying entitlement. They were hired at various hours, 9 a.m., 12 noon, 3 p.m., and 5 p.m. The first set of men were hired. They represent the religious establishment. Christ Jesus, the landowner, chose them. And they went into agreement with him. They went into a covenant with him. The other men, the last men, to be hired represent the peasant workers are Gentiles. They could be considered as sinners. They had no inheritance and no privilege. They had no social construct. Only want to work for a living, my friends. But those were the second or the last set of men that were hired. They would have been considered to be worthless men. Men who sit on the sidewalk, but them just want some work. Laborers, gunshot head with and call some of them. High class, reject from society. But they wanted work. This penny could only take care of their daily bread. My friends, they had no bank account like some of us. But they want work to feed their family. So I want to quickly look at the attitude of these men from verse 10 to 12. And I'm going to make the case about prayer entitlement this morning, church. The ones who represent the religious establishment, they were expected to receive more and I'll soon tell you why they were expected to receive more. Even although they had agreed to one penny, my friends, they began to grumble against the landowner. They said these men who were hired last work only one hour. And the landowner have made them equal to us. So they were hungry. Who have they said they are born the burden of the work, they work in the heat of the day. They were accusing the landowner Christ Jesus, Jesus of unfairness and injustice. But remember, you know, my friends, Christ made an agreement with them. He said, come, work in the vineyard, I will pay you one penny. But because they are of the religious 
establishment, the early religious establishment, they felt that they were pre-entitled. They felt that they should get everything and more. Nobody else should even come and be a part of the setup. They should have it all. My friends, much less the type of people were the last set of men that Christ went on higher. My friends, sometimes even in churches when we see these people, we don't want to have anything to do with them. So it has been happening for the longest while from even the day of Christ. The religious establishment, the earlier ones, had this prejudice and this envy amongst people, the people of God. They were making claims on God and Christ. They believed they were entitled because they work in the vineyard and they were first. They thought that they were privileged. So this amount to what works, religion, my friends. But I want to say because they come first, they thought that everything should be for them. They began or became envious because Christ was what? Gracious and generous. Even in the text, I think it's verse 16, Christ said to them, Friend, are you envy? Because I was gracious and generous with my money. So they were upset that Christ hired these men and paid them the same amount. And they came first and said that they were in the sun. Just imagine what I am saying to you. But you have to understand the kingdom of God. There is equity in the kingdom of God. And it doesn't matter if you come first or last. So they crumbled because they thought they were pre-entitled, my friends. The ones who represented the Gentiles, the one who came last, the little cinnamon, the ganja head man, the man who sit down on the corner. Listen now, look at the attitude of these men. They were liberal sinners, as I said. Not chosen, not the chosen one. They were not a part of the religious establishment. But they received a penny. And they were gracious and thankful in receiving that penny. They made no claim. They give up themselves without great expectation. Because I tell you, they were like labor and just want a day's wages so they can go home and buy some food and feed them family. My friends, they did not believe that they have built up credit and should be paid even more. So as I said, they were satisfied. So they live a life of what thanksgiving. You ever see some of those men yet? My friends, I little money, you hear that said, if just I look for the next day's work, and you just go through my neighbor, and just go through and whatever, whatever. And be able this man start build up some things and whatever, and you see my envy, my bad minding. So they didn't want these men to be a part of this work. 
But let me say to you this morning, as I look at the will of God, and this is very, very important. Listen to me, church. So the last will be first. And the first will be last. And vice versa, in the kingdom of God, the first can be first. And the last can be last. It is about the grace of God and his sovereignty. That is what it is about. You can't twist God's hand. It is about his grace. What he chooses to do and his sovereignty. And God is always fear and equitable. My friends, despite some of us, some of us don't believe that. No man should make claims on God. Salvation comes through grace. Salvation comes through works. Salvation comes through grace. The Lord should deserve to be followed and serve. If there was, listen up, let me just make a point here. The Lord, let me make this point. The Lord deserves to be followed and served. Let me say it to you. Let me create a scenario to you this morning. If there were no heaven, would we serve the Lord? Many of us were serving the Lord because we wanted to escape from him. Are we serving him because of what he is, who he is? Some of us serve the Lord because he wants it to be a transaction. We don't have a relationship with God. You give me something, God, and me give back something. And sometimes, even in a case of pre-entitlement, we demand more than what we really deserve. My friends, so I'm telling you today, the will of God is so important. And we must be concerned about our neighbors, the unemployed. These men who came first never concerned about these unemployed men sitting outside here that Christ went and picked them up off the street and said, go and work in the video. Your business, if a man picked their ball and said that he is hungry, and she is hungry. You don't, you don't matter if a man can put on a pot or buy some clothing. All you matter, all that matters to you is about yourself and being pre-entitled. Pre but pre-entitlement is not a good thing. It's time for the advancement of the kingdom of God. Can you try to push out some people and stop some people to come in the kingdom of God? The kingdom of God is for insiders and outsiders, my friend. God does not need us. We need God. And God only wants us to serve him and worship him. My friends, God made the first set of workers work easier. Listen to this, my friend. And they all know they were complaining. They stopped work. Or even they don't stop work. More men came and helped them to work, finish the work. 
So you don't need to complain. And you didn't need to complain. Be grateful for the grace of God. Rejoice in the grace of God. God is equitably fair. Don't limit God's freedom to care, my friends. And God cares for all. Celebrate that grace. Grace is unmerited favor. Because God never had to choose the early religious establishment. He could have gone anywhere because of his sovereignty. So you should not be in a mood of pre-entitlement. And let us look at the church today, my friend, quickly. As church, it is not about pre-entitlement. It's about the grace of God and who come first and who come last. It's about the grace of God. The church has become an emerging Gentile institution. In the early days of Christ, the early religious establishment were merely Jews. But now there's more Gentile man like me and you, the man them from the street corner. The peasant workers, those are the people that are in our churches, are, are in the kingdom of God right now. So the church has become an emerging Gentile community. Christianity is what? A religious, is a religious hospitality. So we must take care of those who are around us. There is no need for jealousy, prejudice, and envy. We must confront them. The kingdom of God is for all, my friends. Let me reference two texts here. You remember the prodigal son? The first one represents sinners, and he went out and he wasted money. And his father was looking for him every day, and when he came back, then the, the, the eldest son who was with the father would have represented the church, and mumble and grumble and say, Oh, you are giving so much thing, look how long me there, and you never give me them things. And the father said, You have those things which you know. He was last, and now he is found. It is time, my friend. During crisis and basically based on what is happening in this world to build the kingdom of God to work in the vineyard. You can't be, be prejudiced against who comes into the kingdom of God. The kingdom of God is for everyone, my friends. So confront it. Peter, a Jew and a devoted Jew. When God called him and said, when Christ called him and said, when I send you up to Cornelius to go and lay an animal and the Holy Spirit come upon him, Peter said, not so, Lord, because of his prejudice. Because people in the church sometimes and even the Jewish community think that they are pre-entitled and everything is for them. It's for everyone, my friends. The church must what? Become a multi-gender, class, culture, ethnicity, and social condition. We must deal with the people that attend our churches in a good way. 
the grace of God must extend to them. Sometimes some people come in a church and they don't feel good. Because we don't deal with them good. Let me pray and paint a scenario here. Sometimes I command my coming to church. Long after you in a church. And you're the praise and worship team. And you're a deacon and the anointing is upon this person. Fire upon the person. And the church will hold him down and you have one or two individuals that say, No, he just come. He just come. Look how long me there. I even maybe you're you not joining one of those teams, but you were hoping to join one of those teams. And then the command just come and sit, come six months ago. And the Lord decided to elevate him. You're fixed. In a Jamaican term, you're fixed. Because the man has been elevated. But the kingdom of God is for everyone. It's not for who come first or who come last. There is room. Everybody will be rewarded at completion. That is the kingdom of God, my friends. So I'm saying to you that we must extend the grace of God to them. The others, the difference. The people who make the difference in our churches, who are different, I should say, in our churches. Did you know that you have categories in that church? You have some people, nobody just call the others. Yeah, man. No name. I am telling you that. But we must take care of the quadrilateral of the founder ever. And who are these people? Widows, half-fans, strangers, and the poor. That's what the Bible teaches us, James. In the book of James, it tells you that it's pure religion. You must take care of these people. So don't give them, don't, don't put labels on them and categories. They are all part of the kingdom of God. So jealousy, and listen, listen to this, my friend. Sometimes prejudice, jealousy, only for our salvation. You clearly say you have, you have salvation. But because of jealousy and prejudice, my friends, it outlives your salvation. That is what you think about today. So my friends, it's not about praying tight to men. You know, matter if you're in a church for 19 or long and a man just come there two, three months ago, the kingdom of God is for everyone. The men who come first, who came first, were complaining. We day you from morning and we face the sun and then when they come 3 o'clock and 5 o'clock and you decide to pay them a penny just like us. Remember, you know, you keep and you make an agreement. So why are you complaining? Why are you complaining? So my friends, my church family, I am saying to you today, remove Pray entitlement. Work with everybody to bring them in the kingdom of God. And let me quickly apply this text to you and then close with the conclusion. One, to prevent pre entitlement. And I want you to listen to this church. Make no claim to God. Make no claim to God. Some of us go like we are all thunder. Some of us go on like we are what? 
Bag of what? We're the fourth member of the Trinity. A three person, you know. But we're forcing self in there and making the fourth. My friends, make no claim on God. Be thankful with God with what God gives you. Be thankful. My friends, look out for your neighbors. You know, so that is something that inside our church that we have to work on. Sometimes even the people will come Sunday morning, come sit down beside you, you don't even know their name. Yeah, you come in well, sit down and comfort them because you feel praying tight to the day so long everybody know you. You don't know what is happening to the man or woman who sit next to you. You don't even know them have dinner to go home to, my friends. So look out for your neighbors. They didn't tell you to something too. You know, Jamaica and Jamaica said, they must mad at picking it too. You know, they never deserve something. How can you be in church and be happy? Everything is rosy with you. And people come beside you and you don't even know what's happening to them, my friends. Three, don't be envious when God is gracious. I see what you mean about it. We envy your brother and sister, they get promotion. Yeah, man. We are part of praise and worship team and, and sister Dan get elevated to deacon. Are you envy sister Dan? But the reward is the kingdom of heaven. And don't think you and sister Dan are going here for two. You as a praise and worship leader and sister Dan as a deacon. God gives grace to those who do not make claim on him. I think God loves when we are run up and don't follow him and him for certain things that you don't deserve it. Hmm? Allow God to work based on his sovereignty. Serve the Lord for who he is. So even if you don't get nothing, even somebody, you were hoping that you don't get everything for the day and somebody has come, I get a part of it, my friends. Serve God for who he is. And the final application, church, do not involve in work, religion, and merit, salvation. Some of which I work too much. I work too hard in the kingdom of God, and we just start spinning in our, in our circle like so. Listen, in the kingdom of God, it's like you're running a race or a relay, and the baton will be passed on. So if you start as priest and worship leader, somebody else got a raise of somebody else and somebody else and a check it up. You start as deacon, got a raise of somebody else as a deacon. Pastors, everybody in the church is like a relay. So you don't need to hold up this prayer entitlement. I said, I am entitled and I should keep it for the rest of my life. So Christ is saying in this text, in this parable, 
that the kingdom of God is for everybody. And for those who in a church, because sometimes we're in a church, and we don't want to go up on the corner to the man who has smoked ganja. For bring them into the kingdom of God, that they have eternal life and enjoy the sweet life of God. Are the sustaining power of God. We say, make them turn out there and smoke them ganja. And sit on the corner. My friends, stop it. The kingdom of God is for everyone. And in conclusion, pre-entitlement can block your blessing. You hear that? Pre-entitlement can block your blessing. Let the grace of God work in your life. It's about grace. My friends, the grace of God works when what? There is no claim. I demand on him. Works religion will not get you into the kingdom of heaven. Remember the kingdom of heaven is for God is sovereign. And salvation comes through the grace of God. So be thankful for everything God gives you. Serving for who he is. And look out for your neighbors. Thank you for listening to the word of God. Get up.